Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I explore Nilofur Merchant's TED Talk, Got a Meeting? Take a Walk. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode. Today, I'll be exploring the famous 2013 TED Talk, Got a Meeting? Take a Walk. I really appreciate this very simple message. And as you'll hear in the various clips in this very short three plus minute TED Talk, it's important for us to be able to get up, move around, and explore open spaces And that can not only have some psychological and physical health benefits, but also it can have some creativity benefits and help us to be more innovative and collaborative. So as we go through this brief TED Talk and break it into short clips, I'll share a little bit of my own thoughts and insights in connection with what she is sharing. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. What you're doing right now, at this very moment, is killing you. More than cars or the internet, or even that little mobile device we keep talking about, the technology you're using the most almost every day is this, your tush. Nowadays, people are sitting 9.3 hours a day, which is more than we're sleeping at 7.7 hours. Sitting is so incredibly prevalent, we don't even question how much we're doing it, and because everyone else is doing it, it doesn't even occur to us that it's not okay. In that way, sitting has become the smoking of our generation. The smoking of our age, I mean, that's a a fairly startling kind of a realization. And it has obviously so many impacts on our physical and emotional and psychological health. I was actually having a conversation about walking and exercise with my wife the other day because we realized that we aren't getting up and walking around and just moving as much as we were in pre-COVID times. So prior to COVID-19, you know, we'd get up and we'd move around and we were doing many more activities, uh, going to events and such where we were walking around or even just going to the physical workplace where we had to walk around. Uh, Both of us teach at the university, so just walking around campus and going from room to room and going to meetings, you're walking around a lot. And even though we're sitting a lot and we're, you know, we're part of a culture where people do sit a lot, uh, we, we had a lot more just kind of organic, natural movement as we went about our day. That's, uh, gone down though during COVID because we're largely working from home. So we're just not 
getting that organic walking opportunity as much. And so we have to be really proactive about trying to make sure that we're getting up, we're stretching, we're moving, we're walking, we're, we're just doing some basic physical activities um, every so often uh, so that we don't have some of those negative uh, health impacts. Uh, and I, I've noticed that I just really have to be purposeful about it. Uh, I, I used to always take my dogs out on a walk every day uh, for 30 to 45 minutes, usually in the after, late afternoon, early evening. Um, but I've started taking them on a morning walk and an afternoon walk just because I know that I'm not getting as much walking in uh, just through the organic movement of my day because I'm at home so much. I, I think we can all uh, take that to heart and find different ways for us to get a little bit more active. And I really like her perspective on this, as you'll hear in just a moment, about how we can build in more walking time and opportunity into our daily routine. And of course, there's health consequences to this, scary ones besides the waste. Uh, things like breast cancer and colon cancer are directly tied to our lack of physical inactivity. 10%, in fact, on both of those. 6% for heart disease, 7% for type 2 diabetes, which is what my father died of. Now, any of those stats should convince each of us to get off our duff more, but if you're anything like me, it won't. What did get me moving was a social interaction. Someone invited me to a meeting, but couldn't manage to fit me into a regular sort of conference room meeting and said, I have to walk my dogs tomorrow. Could you come then? Seemed kind of odd to do. And actually, that first meeting, I remember thinking, I have to be the one to ask the next question because I knew I was going to huff and puff during this conversation. And yet, I've taken that idea and made it my own. So instead of going to coffee meetings or fluorescent-lit conference room meetings, I asked people to go on a walking meeting to the tune of 20 to 30 miles a week. It's changed my life. It's amazing how much that can add up when you start doing walking meetings. I, you know, I just think about each and every day, how many meetings am I a part of? And, and now most of those are Zoom or Microsoft Team meetings, and so we're, we're at a screen uh, looking at a screen with other people in the meeting, and it's hours. Uh, in fact, I think I'm in more meetings now than I was pre-COVID because people are just so quick to call a meeting because it's easy with it being virtual. And so I, I'm spending hours every day sitting in my chair at my computer uh, on Zoom or, or Microsoft Team meetings, and the thought occurred to me, I remember over the summer, actually, I was thinking, why am I sitting for all of these? And do I even need to have my camera on for all these? If I turn my camera off, and I just have my microphone on, and I'm listening in, I can go and walk. And, and so even though other people are sitting during the meeting, because it's a virtual meeting, I can get up and walk around during the meeting. And actually, that was really a wonderful realization. I probably should have considered that uh, earlier, but it, it allowed me to just get out and walk around a lot more. And so every now and then, someone is wondering why my camera's not on. Uh, but largely, it's not a big deal. And, uh, and I can just get some more physical activity in. Now, pre-COVID and when we weren't always doing virtual meetings, doing walking meetings is also a great idea, especially when you have like one-on-ones or just uh, interactions with just one or two people. Now, obviously, a big group meeting, that's not really going to work. But if I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one with someone and we just need to have a conversation, touch base on some strategic thing or a project, and I can just uh, walk with them for 15 minutes and we can have that good conversation, 
Uh, in fact, uh, it, it's just so liberating to be able to get up and move around. And as she'll discuss here in, in a m- moment, uh, it, it can actually free up your mind and allow you to think a little bit more clearly as well. And I don't know about you, but all those health consequences, the negative health consequences that she mentioned, it's scary stuff. And and I don't want to fall into the trap of just always be sitting so much that uh, I have those negative uh, health consequences. And I think organizations uh, need to be thinking along those same lines. If I'm an organizational leader and I'm thinking about my team and the health and the productivity of my team and their ability to be effective and collaborate and be innovative, I need to be thinking about things like, are they walking around? Are they taking frequent breaks? Are they taking stretch breaks? Uh, because it has some serious long-term implications for the organization. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership. Ordinary, everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. But before that, what actually happened was, I used to think about it as you could take care of your health or you could take care of obligations. And one always came at the cost of the other. So now, several hundred of these walking meetings later, I've learned a few things. First, there's this amazing thing about actually getting out of the box that leads to -to out-of-the-box thinking. Whether it's nature or the exercise itself, it certainly works. I've definitely found that to be true for myself. So when I'm just up and moving around, I just think more clearly and I think more creatively. When I'm stuck behind a computer screen, I'm stuck at my desk, or I'm stuck around a conference table with a bunch of other people in a room, uh, frankly, I just don't think as well. Um, And so what I've found myself actually doing when I'm in a physical meeting with other people in the room, oftentimes I'll actually stand up. And, and, you know, it's not like the situation where I can just pace around the room, but I'll stand up and kind of shift my weight back and forth. And just that action makes a big difference for me. And so if, if I'm in a situation because it's a virtual meeting and I can turn off my camera or because I'm in a one-on-one with somebody and we can just go walk around and have a conversation, just getting up, getting out, getting out of side of the box, so to speak, you know, with that virtual meeting or whatever, and actually, um, moving around that movement, getting the blood pumping literally, and that, that gets blood to your brain and, and you just think clearer and you have these interactions and that allow you to have insights 
that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. When I'm walking my dogs around the park, oftentimes I have a meeting going on with my earbuds in and I'm, I'm listening into a meeting and every now and then I'm commenting. Um, but I'm just, I mean, I'm seeing, uh, the clouds blow by. I'm, I'm seeing the, the leaves or maybe it's snowing or whatever the case may be that it's, it's just this different context that allows me to think differently than when I'm stuck in a room behind my computer, getting up and moving just gets the juices flowing. And, you know, I can't speak highly enough uh, in terms of just trying to increase creativity and innovative thinking, my best thinking happens when I'm out walking the dogs or when I'm moving around. It almost never happens when I, and I'm stuck or behind my computer. And second, and probably the more reflective one, is just about how much each of us can hold problems in opposition when they're really not that way. And if we're going to solve problems and look at the world really differently, whether it's in governance or business or environmental issues, job creation, maybe we can think about how to reframe those problems as having both things be true. Because it was when that happened with this walk and talk idea that things became doable and sustainable and viable. It's true that human nature puts us in a situation where we often think in black and white ways. And so, as she said in the previous clip, actually, that, you know, this, this, this tension be behind thinking, I can either be productive and work and get work done, or I can take care of myself and my physical health and my emotional and mental health. And that juxtaposition and that false, it's a false dichotomy. Like you just do not have to make that choice. You actually can do both. And once we come to that realization, uh, it opens up our world and our perspective to recognize that, hey, what other false dichotomies have we created in our mind? What other assumptions are working uh, in our thought process that are limiting our ability to be creative and come up with good alternative solutions to complex problems? Because the reality is most problems, most problems of any size or scale, the, the, comp, the most complex ones, they, they don't have simple answers. Like we have to be able to look at them holistically from a variety of perspectives. And getting up and getting out is just one way to get us thinking along those lines in a reflective kind of a manner and recognizing that it's, it's not one simple solution. Uh, we, we can take a multifaceted approach, just like she did with the walk and talk kind of an idea with walking meetings. You know, what other paradigm breaking types of approaches can we take uh, to solving some of the, the typical types of problems that organizations or leaders face with their people? I think the, the possibilities are endless if we can just open our mind and our way of thinking. And that's what she's proposing here, that, that uh, something as simple as having this mechanism of a walk and talk meeting can have all of these positive unintended consequences. So I started this talk talking about the tush, so I'll end with the bottom line, which is um, walk and talk. Walk the talk. You'll be surprised at how fresh air drives fresh thinking, and in the way that you do, you'll bring into your life an entirely new set of ideas. Thank you. We often talk about not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. And I think her perspective in this walking meeting TED Talk actually puts a little bit new, of a new meaning behind that phrase or that couplet. And I think uh, absolutely 
there are so many health and mental, uh, social, uh, emotional types of benefits uh, to getting up and moving around. One way to do that, and there's many ways, obviously, we can, we can practice self-care, we can get out and do the exercise we need to do, have work-life balance and those sorts of things. But one of the really easy ways to start building in more physical activity and exercise into our daily routine is by just getting up and moving around during meetings, whether that's a walk and talk meeting with one or two people in a, when you're physically together or if it's in a virtual meeting setting where you can just turn off your camera and you can get up and you can move around, you can still contribute. And in fact, my experience has been that I often can contribute better because I'm thinking more clearly because I'm not sucked into the trap of trying to multitask. I'm sitting there at my computer, like checking email and doing other things and only paying half attention anyways. When I'm out walking my dogs and I have a meeting going on that I'm listening to, nothing else is going on. It's just me in the meeting, me and the dogs, yes, but we're just walking around. And uh, it's just me enjoying the fresh air, me getting some physical exercise and me paying sole attention to the meeting without being distracted by other things. And so my ability to contribute usually is greater in that kind of uh, capacity. So let's get creative. Let's think about uh, those types of mechanisms that we can build into our daily routine so that we can be more physically healthy. And physical health leads to uh, better creativity and innovation, better mental health. And it's a no-brainer. As a leader, we need to be looking for these types of mechanisms that we can uh, encourage our people to engage in. If I have all of my team working virtually right now uh, during COVID, you know, I should be specifically suggesting and recommending that people turn off their camera, get up and move around while we have the meeting. Because most of the time, you don't need to be stuck at that computer. Most of the time, especially when you're, you're conversing and not going over documents together or something, you, you don't need to be at the computer and you can be more productive, more creative by just getting up and moving around. It will have so many positive uh, consequences for your people. And I think we as leaders need to walk the walk literally uh, and set the example for them and show our people that it's okay to do. Turn off your camera, get up, move around. I think her, her uh, message in this podcast is super simple it's super easy to implement, yet it can have dramatic impacts for our people as individuals, but also for our teams and for our organizations as a whole. As always, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.
check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.